King James Bible. Being pastor, we're on the same page. We're going to go to First John tonight. Amen. That's what's been on my heart. And uh, the Lord being my helper, I'm going to preach on a pathway to be a solid Christian. Amen. Pathway is a narrow way yes. to be passed on foot. And I want to preach the Lord being my helper. You pray for us. <clears throat> God will help us. And uh, let's go to First uh, John chapter two. And I, I've been I've read this book several times today at work, and just just reading it over, just meditating on it. First John chapter two. We'll just read one verse, and I want to preach on a pathway to be a solid Christian. Amen. <clears throat> First John uh, chapter two, verse one. My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. Right. And if any man sin, we have an advocate. Right. With the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this privilege thank to be you, here tonight. God in heaven, we sure need your help. And I want to thank you, Lord, for giving me the privilege and honor to stand one more time to preach your words. You know the problems I've been having with my throat, and God, you're, you're, you're aware of it. And so, Lord, I just thank you, and I know, Lord, you'll help me tonight. So, Lord, help me to feed you people. May every saint tonight be edified. May every sinner be evangelized. Most of all, may your son be exalted in this place, a place that where the church comes to worship you in spirit and in truth, and we'll give you all the glory and all the honor. And God's people said, Amen. In the name of the Lord. <clears throat> uh, I'd like to say before we get into the text, just because uh, you're saved by God's amazing grace, uh, it does not mean that you're a Christian. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, uh, turn me up a little bit. I'm having problems with my throat. Uh, said, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not a work says any man should boast. So we know that salvation is a gift. It's a free gift given from our Lord. The Bible uh, plainly tells us in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now, uh, the scripture teaches us in uh, 1 John chapter 2. Go right down to verse 6. And the, the verse says, He that saith he abideth in him, ought himself to walk, even as he has walked. That's being a Christian. The Bible says in 29, in that same chapter, If you know that he's righteous... You know everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. Right. So John is getting our attention. He said, my little children, these things write unto you. That if any man sin, and we're going to sin. But thanks be to God that we have an advocate with the Father. So my first point tonight in uh, the verse would be my little children. Uh, John is speaking of deliverance. Amen. 
<laughs> Amen. I don't, I don't know about you tonight, but I know that I have been delivered. I know that I am a child of God without a shadow of a doubt. You say, what are you banking on? I'm banking on the very word of God that is forever settled in heaven. And it's forever settled tonight, Brother Shelby, in my heart. The Bible teaches us, Brother John, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 26, for you're all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. The Bible teaches us in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's a privilege and an honor in 2022 that we can still hear the pure, undulterated word of God being preached. We're not being silenced. We've got liberty. We've got freedom. I'm thankful tonight that I stand amazed at the grace of God that God would adopt somebody like me into his family. He predestined to adopt us through his beloved son. Thanks be to God. I'm not doubting that, it, that, that I'm saved. I, I'm not hoping that I'm saved. Right. Bless God for I know in whom I believe and I am persuaded right. uh, that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. First Timothy 1 and 12. Paul said for I know whom I believe and I am persuaded that he is able uh, to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I don't know about you, but thanks be to God that the Holy Ghost of God drawed me under repentance. May I remind you tonight, the pastor has already told us we do not deserve a man a place in heaven. Every one of us tonight deserve to be in hell with a back broke, but thanks be to God that Paul the Apostle said in Romans chapter 2 verse 4, don't you know that it is of the goodness of God how it leads us to repentance. Greatest day in my life, Brother Ray, when I repented of my sin. You know what I've done, Brother Shelby? I turned on myself. I turned on myself. The Bible says in Isaiah 55 and verse 7, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord and he'll have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Greatest day in my life when I turned on myself, rotten and wretched. Paul said in Romans 3 and 10, as it is written, there's none righteous, no, not one. Uh, the Bible says, but the scripture hath concluded, Galatians 3, 22, all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ, is helping anybody tonight, might be given to them that believe. You know what the Lord said uh, in John 7, 38, uh, he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now we know tonight that the parchment's the word of God. It's written to the people of God. And he said, my little children, the greatest day of my life when I was born again. Oh yeah, 
Jesus. Uh, but Sodomite says, well, uh, uh, God loves me uh, uh, the way that I am. Uh, I'm telling you tonight, uh, uh, God loves the sinner. Uh, and he proved it and he loves the sinner uh, uh, through his beloved son uh, and his beloved son alone. First uh, John chapter 3 verse 1. Uh, Behold what manner of love uh, uh, the Father hath bestowed upon us uh, that we should be called the sons of God. Uh, therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not we have a different spirit we're in the world brother Tim but we're not of this world I'm a stranger I'm a pilgrim in search of a city whose maker and builder is God and I'm thankful tonight for my King James Bible I'm thankful for the word of God that's forever settled in heaven so John he got my attention he said my little children these things I write unto you blessed be the name of the Lord what did Paul say in Galatians 4 and 4 he said that we've received the Lord and we've been adopted into the family of God and we've been given the spirit of God we're no longer servants amen but we're children of the most high God he said in Romans chapter 8 verse 15 oh that we've not received of the spirit of fear but of adoption whereby we cry have a father oh yes the Bible said in 2 Timothy 1 and 7 for God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind I've been reading through the book of John amen and I believe amen John said in 1 John chapter 4 amen he said he that feareth it's not made perfect in love oh yes are you hearing me tonight a fear tonight have torment brother Shelby oh he that feareth it's not made perfect in love I'm telling you tonight I'm not afraid amen of hell tonight oh I'm fireproof tonight I'm a child of the most high God oh he said I went away to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare that place thanks be to God I'll come again and receive you unto myself that where you am that where I am there you may be also I'm telling you I'm not a fugitive I'm not a vagabond I'm a child of the most high God and he has not left me in the dark he has given me the light of his word bless his high and holy name I see deliverance if you're afraid tonight oh if you've got fear of dying and lifting your eyes in hell you've not been made perfect in love but tonight you can be made perfect if you're willing to turn on yourself and take God his side against yourself it's already written it's already concluded all of us our sinners by birth and choice and practice of a God has bestowed a great love upon the whole world that he gave his only begotten son to taste death by the grace of God for you and I tonight Amen Amen 
my little children. These things are right unto you. So, we'll move on. I see deliverance. And I'll say this before I go to the next point, preacher. It's a shame, folks, that go to church, been in church for years, and you really pin them down. Yes. And they've not been made perfect in love. That's right. <laughs> hey, man, you pin them down. And you say, do you know that you know that you're a child of the Most High God? Do you realize tonight there's preachers down the road, there's preachers up the road that are preaching a work-based salvation? Amen, I'm telling you tonight, it's all by God's amazing grace. I'm telling you tonight, my past sins are gone, my present sins are gone, my, my future sins are gone. That's the love that God has bestowed upon us, that we have been cleared. Amen, our sins have not been covered. They have been cleansed. We have been purged. How oh, our sins are gone. I'm sinless in the sight of a holy and a righteous God. When God the Father sees me, he sees God the Son because I'm dead and my life is hid with Christ in him. I'm under double lock and key tonight. I'm eternally secure. I'm eternally saved. I believe to the saving of my soul my works will not justify me in the sight of God. It's the beloved work of the Son of God and His glorious resurrection that justified me in the sight of a holy God. Declared me righteous. So, a pathway to be a strong, solid Christian. The parchments, the Word of God is for us. So let's go on. These things... Right I unto you. Not only do I see direction, Brother Tim, I, I, I mean deliverance, my little children, but I see direction. These things I write unto you, but you see not. He's given us direction. <laughs> He's given us direction. It's a privilege and an honor to have a pure Hey man, a pure word tonight. I mean, from Genesis to Revelation. I mean, there, there's no fault in the word of God. I mean, uh, uh, the psalmist said, the words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in the furnace of earth, it's been purified seven times. And he said, thou shalt keep them. Oh, Lord, keep what? Keep the words. Amen. The words in this book, uh, the scriptures, the holy scriptures, oh, they're preserved. They're inspired. And Jesus said in John 6, 63, uh, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. You better thank God tonight for your King James Bible. Better thank God tonight for the word of the Lord that lightens your path, that gives you direction in a cold, in a perverse, in a dark, cold world. It is a comfort to me, the comfort of the scriptures. Oh, the comfort of the Old Testament scriptures, of the comfort that I get from the New Testament scriptures. Oh, Paul said in Romans 15 and 4, Whatsoever things were written a fourth time, yeah, were written for our learning, right? 
that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures right. might have hope. Right. David said in Psalm 119, verse 105, he said, thy word, it's a lamp under my feet. Yes. <laughs> and it's a light under my path. Right. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, as you've always obeyed, Amen. Even when the preacher wasn't around, they were obeying God. Yes. Read the text. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, as you've always obeyed, not my presence only, but now much more, much more, Brother Tim, when the preacher wasn't around. <laughs> he said, much more in my absence. I feel like preaching. My throat's about blown out, but I feel like preaching tonight. He said, much more when, when I'm not around. Why? Because the word of God was planted deep in their hearts. Right, right. The word of God was precious unto them. The word of God was powerful. It was profitable. The word of God, they hungered and they thirsted for the things of God. They submitted themselves to the word of God. They had some direction in their lives. I want you to hear this tonight. I could quote it, but I'm going to slow down. James chapter 4 and verse 5. I've heard, not our preacher, and I don't think I've heard any preacher in our church because pastor would call him out for it, but I've heard preachers reference James 4 and 5 that spirit in us that lusts the envies of the Holy Ghost wrong answer Yes. wrong James chapter 4 verse 5 do you think that the scripture saith in vain that the spirit the little little ass that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy does anybody know what envy envy is? Mm -hmm. Anybody? Let me give you the definition. I'm going to slow down tonight. To feel uneasy at the sight of superior excellence, the reputation and the happiness enjoyed by another. Think about that. Let that sink in. To feel uneasy at the sight, the superior, the excellence, the reputation, the happiness enjoyed by another. Think about that tonight. Is that the Holy Ghost of God? He said, do you think that the scripture saith in vain the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But, but, behold ultimate truth, he giveth more grace Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Now he's addressing the saints of God. Hello? Draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Who wants to be a solid Christian tonight? 
the pathway to be a solid Christian, you've got to realize how filthy you are within yourself and how filthy your spirit can get when you neglect to take the direction of God and submit yourself and, and, and yield yourself to the very will of God. God's word is a light under our path. It's a lamp under our feet. David said, I'll take this word and this word will keep me from sin. You know why? Your life is infested with sin and you're unstable and you're unfaithful and you're unholy. You have failed to take the direction, to take the pathway that God has showed you time and time again as your preacher preaches, as your pastor pastors you. You have still failed to take the instructions to apply the word of God your heart and life and you better wake up because God will be bring judgment to your house. Right. Exactly right. Judgment. Judgment. You know where judgment begins? Begins at the house of God. Is that Bible? And who is the house of God? My voice is loosening up now. <laughs> who is the house of God? We are the house of God. Right. We have the spirit of God that cries within us. That cries out, Abba, Father. We have the spirit of God within us that groans for us when we don't even know how to pray for ourselves. Uh, and so James is telling the saint of God, I, I want to I tell you something James is trying to get across to him that the scripture does not say in vain that the, the, the spirit that dwells in us, it does lust to envy. Yeah. But he said, but let me tell you something, people. Even though your spirit, it does lust to envy, God will give you more grace God will resist you when you're full of pride. Pride, go before destruction, hide his spirit before a fall. If you would recognize, hey man, these sins in your life of the envy, the malice, the jealousy, all the filth that you've allowed to accumulate in your life, if you will acknowledge your sin, if you will turn from your sin, there's a God in heaven that will restore you, that will forgive you, and will cleanse you from all your unrighteousness. A pathway to be a solid Christian. You need to clean your own house. Quit trying to clean everybody else's house. Well, I've been looking through the windows of Shelby's house and it's a mess. I've been looking through the windows of Caleb Rose and his house is a mess. I can see this that he's doing that's not right. I can see this and I can see that. But see, there's a problem with that. Because you're made out of the same stuff that he's made out of. And when you get your eyes off of self, hey man, and you start looking at others, 
you're going to bring yourself under the chastening hand of God. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, hey, before you can get, before you can get a moat out of your brother's eye, this little speck, hey, man, you better get that beam out of your own eye. Oh, you better start judging yourself in light of the Word of God. Because the Word of God is a lamp to you, and it's a lamp to me. That Word will keep us from sin. We've got to do some house cleaning. I said we. Right. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. I'm not going to quote it to you. You don't have time. 14 through 18. <laughs> He's giving us direction. He's telling us who we can yoke up with and who we can't. He's telling us who we can marry and who we can't. Who we can, who we can lock arms with and who we can't. Those that are saved. Hey, hey, does anybody hear me tonight? He tells us who we can yoke up with. Hey, man, he tells us who we can lock arms with. And then he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. He said, having therefore these promises. What's the promises? God said, if you'll come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. He said, I will save you and I'll be a father unto you and you'll be my sons and you'll be my daughters. Right. You know what he's talking about? Fellowship. Yeah. Fellowship. Yes. He's talking about Fellowship. It brings me to the next point. My little children speaks of deliverance. These things are right unto you. Speaks of direction. That if any that if any man sin, no, let me go back to that. Let me go back up here real quick. Mine's slipping me. Right unto you that you sin not. There it is, that you sin not. So speaks of deliverance. My little children, these things right in your direction. That you sin not. It's going to take dedication not to sin. (laughs) Come on now. Come on, get on board with me tonight. Uh, The parchments of God are written for us. You really want to be a solid, sound, spiritual, I mean, saint of God. I mean, be able to stand when all hell comes against you. Do you really want to stand when the storms of life come from above, come from the side, come from beneath? When all hell comes against you, do you really want to be able to stand? You're going to have to take stout Bible preaching that you get all the time. And you're going to have to start responding to it instead of rejecting it. Yes. Yes. Now, Paul. Paul speaks of an evil day, Miss Tina. And Brother Bud's got a good point. I never thought of it like this. We were talking about Ephesians chapter 6, preacher. And he said, This is, he said, This is my opinion. And I really believe it's Bible, he said. I. He said that evil day is when the devil and all his little devils pick a day and focus just on you, Sister Annette. <laughs> Think about that. She said in verse 10, Ephesians 6 and 10, said, Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Why? Why did he say be strong in the Lord? Be a solid Christian. Because you don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You wrestle against principalities and powers. You wrestle against the enemy. Hey man, can I tell you tonight, in that King James Bible, the one that's fighting with us, he's wiser than Daniel. That's what the King James Bible says. 
He's wiser than Daniel. And that's why Peter said, you better be sober. You better be vigilant because your adversary of the devil has a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. You do not need to get in a conversation, one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one conversation with the enemy. Uh, he'll chew you up and spit you out. Yes. That's why James said you better submit yourself therefore to God because your spirit, my spirit, if we don't keep our spirit in check, it does lust unto envy. Right. And it's going to take some dedication not to sin. Yes. Now, I know the Bible says in 1 John 3 and 9, whosoever is born of God does not commit sin for seed remaineth in him and he cannot sin because he's born of God. I understand that. I know the inner man's been created in righteousness and true holiness. I understand 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 4 the head man of the heart, it's incorruptible not the spirit, the soul. Right. Not the spirit. The soul is incorruptible. The hidden man of the heart that's been created in righteousness and true holiness. And if you're really a child of God tonight, you're very, very well aware that you have two natures. Brother Shelby, you're very aware. I'm very aware that I've got two natures. The inner man hungers for the things of God. The inner man hungers for church. The inner man hungers how to love people and love sinners and love saints. Oh, the inner man loves all the things of God. But this flesh is not saved yet. It's not redeemed yet. The soul is already eternally redeemed. Yep. It's redeemed. You say, give me scripture for that. I'm glad you asked. Hebrews 9 and 12. Neither by the blood of goats and cats, by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us. Hebrews 10, 14, for by one offering he's perfected forever. They that are sanctified. So the soul has been set free. Oh, the soul has been cut free from the flesh by the word of God. And the spirit and the soul has been divided and cut asunder by the word of God. Yep. And now, it's going to take dedication, Brother Caleb, for you and I not to sin. It's going to take dedication. You say, oh, let me tell you something. You should be sinning less today. You should be sinning less today than you did yesterday. Amen. Come on now. Amen. You know what Paul said in Romans 6 and 12? This will hit us all in the mouth. He said, let not sin. Therefore reign in your mortal body. I know it's quiet tonight, but it's going out. This is a, what the, the preaching like pastor does and this preaching here will make you a solid, I mean solid saint of God. If you'll respond and receive it, the watering of the word, the cleansing of the word, take heed to that word. Don't get offended by the word, but respond to the word. And with the word of God, which is quick and powerful, when it cuts you, when it reveals your sin and the things that you're allowing out of Confess your life, the sin that you're allowing to reign in your mortal body. When God, the Holy Ghost, and the Word of God tonight is revealing your sin, don't reject it tonight. Get up from your seat, get in this old fashioned altar, and begin to confess your sin and forsake your sin and cleanse your spirit within. That's right. 
2 Corinthians chapter 7. We're going right back to it. You got to hear what Paul says. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved. Now listen, let us read the King James Bible word for word. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. There's something, Miss Tina, that you and I have got to do. Said perfecting holiness. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Oh, I know it's quiet tonight, but I've got liberty, Pastor. Yes. I know it's very quiet. But there's something that you and I have to do if you really want to be a solid Christian. If you want to be able to stand, hey man, listen, I'm telling you, some of you murmur and complain and you cry and you whine. Hey man, and that's a, that's a, that's a giveaway that you're not in the will of God. Those that murmur, those that complain, those that allow their lip how to drag the ground, you're not in the will of God. You say, preacher, how dare you? I know what that book says. It says in everything, give thanks all unto God through Christ Jesus. Why? This is the will of God. Concerning you and I. And everything, give thanks for this will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Right. I don't want to bring this up. I don't know why. But what this family went through about a year or two ago. And he said, what could we give thanks for? You could give thanks that you had him to lean on. And not only did you have him to lean on, you had a pastor. And you had a church that was there for you. It was awful. The loss of his life. I don't know why I'm bringing it up tonight. But it was awful brother John. And you struggle with it. And you probably still struggle with it. But oh you can still give God thanks. And give him glory for that. Because you have him to lean on. You can bring your problems. You can say Lord I don't understand. And he'll speak to you. He'll hear you out. He is the wonderful counselor. You've got a pastor that has pastored you through that. You've got a church that has loved you through that. And you're still in church tonight. Amen. So you can thank God in everything. You can thank Him. If it's hard for my wife to understand this, but she really was. You all didn't know us that well. Pastor did some, but she was close to death. And I didn't want to lose her. She's still here, thank God. But I purposed in my heart I was going on. I didn't want to. I didn't want to lose my wife, brother Shelby. But I was thanking the Lord. I was begging. I was, oh God, spare life. Has a begging. Has a crying. But I told him in my heart, whether you leave her or take her, I'm not going to charge you foolishly. I'm going to thank you and honor you for what you've done in our lives. Oh, I, I, I wasn't going to charge him foolishly. Yes. I wanted her to stay, and God willed it for her to stay. But if he didn't will it for her to stay, I was going on, Brother Tim, with my little babies. Yes. We was going to be brokenhearted. Yes. We were going to cleave to God. Yes. We were going to cleave to the bride of Christ. Yes. We were going to mourn and probably would still be mourning tonight, but I was going to do it 
leaning on his shoulder <laughs> and leaning on the church. Amen. I'm telling you, listen, we've got so much to be thankful for tonight. Oh, and I'm telling you, it's going to take dedication because you don't know what's going to happen, Brother Caleb, in your life. You don't know the call that you might get tonight. Your whole family, God forbid it, could be snuffed out. And you've got to be right in the center of God's will to be able to handle one of those storms that come your direction. Right. Probably one of the greatest storms ever to come in the life of my pastor and his family. Yes. One of the greatest storms. But you know what? You know, you know what God has shown me about my pastor and his family? Those roots are deeper than what people think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey yes, man. Sir. They said, well, when you start that little church. It ain't going to stand. It's going to crumble in two years. Wow, seven years. You know why this church is still standing? The roots are a lot deeper than the jack legged preacher up the road said. And the jack legged preacher down the road. The roots of this church are rooted deep in the Word of God. It's founded on the Word of God. Right. There's a lot of folk been in here, some storms. And it's going to take dedication. If you're not in a storm, you just come out of one or you're getting ready to go in one. And so you better be rooted. You better, you better, you better be in the perfect will of God. <laughs> Takes dedication, Brother John, it does. I'm telling you. I mean, listen, my wife will tell you 10 years ago, hey man, I'm different than I was 10 years ago. Hey man takes dedication. You've got to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm not a super saint, but I am a saint of God. And you've got to grow and you've got to grow. And when you get knocked down, you don't stay down. You get back up and you trust God and you honor God and you praise God through the storms of life. Why? I can praise Him through the storms of life because my roots run deep. My roots Oh, oh, the psalmist said, Blessed is the man that walketh not the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight, but his delight is in the law of God, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth his fruit in his season. Whatsoever he does, whatsoever he does, he's going to prosper. It's going to take dedication. My little children, these things are writing to you that you say not. Romans 12 and 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Yes. You know why Paul beseeches them by the mercies of God? Because those that have really been saved in here tonight, that should get your attention. When I hear about the mercies of God, it puts me on the edge of my seat. <laughs> hey, man. 
He's getting their attention by the mercies of God. That God has really held back what you and I deserve. And God has not dealt with us after our sin. God should have pinched our heads off. But oh, Paul is getting the church's attention by the mercies of God. And he said, because of his mercy, oh, be firm in your presentation. I'm getting your attention tonight, Brother Shelby. By the mercies of God. God was rich in mercy the night you come in. August the 8th, amen, 2018, as a drunkard. And you left delivered. You left with some direction. Oh, you left with dedication in your heart. God changed you. I don't care what anybody says. She's lived with him. When he was lost. There's a change in that man, isn't there? Without a doubt, I don't care. I don't care what I say. Pastor John Geneva, there's a change in him. That's coming from his wife. Yes. My wife knows me more than anybody in this church. That's right. She knows him more than anybody in this church. Yes. So, the least you can do for God taking that bottle out of your hand and putting that Bible in your heart and your hand, the least you can do is present your body. Anybody in here that's truly saved, the least that you can do is present your body, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. The least that I can do is give God a reasonable service. It's the least I can do. And it takes dedication. Are you, are you willing, and I'll move on to the next point and I'll close. I've been preaching a while. But are you willing to give when it hurts? We all give. This is a giving church. I mean, got a giving power. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean to nobody. We're a giving people. But have you ever give till it really hurt? Yes. I'm talking about a sacrifice. Yes. God did. Yes. You want to be a solid, you want to be a solid Christian, Miss Regina? We're going to have to give when it hurts. Yes. <laughs> Oh, listen, we're gonna have we're gonna have to give. Do you really want to be a solid Christian? Do you want to be able to stand when you get that phone call tonight? Oh, and all hell breaks loose. You get the worst news that you've ever gotten in your life. If you're not solid and sound, you're gonna crumble. That's right. Exactly right. You're gonna crumble. So it's gonna take dedication. We're gonna have to give when it hurts. And I've had to learn this. The hardest thing for me, Brother brother Ian, you'll have to learn this. When people disrespect you and talk about you because you're a child of God, you just kick your hands up in your head and you rejoice. And you say, thank you, Lord. (laughs) Hey, you want to be a solid Christian when people run you down and lie on you and tell you you won't make it two years. You don't talk about them. You don't run them down. You just get in your post and you preach and you pastor and you let God shut the mouth.
That's what you do. Brother Tim will tell you, pastor, pastor was on him a lot more than I was, and I we went on that trip. Wasn't a church trip. And you done the right thing, Brother Tim. You done the right thing. You got things right. Sometimes, listen, sometimes. Listen, now, if you can't forgive and if you can't forgive and forbear people, I, I, I doubt if you're really forgiven. Right. But I'll say this. Some people, Brother Tim, can forgive quicker than others that are saved. Right. It's true. That is true. That is true. But I really do. I, I would examine myself. I mean, I would really examine myself if, if I say that I'm saved by the grace of God and I never could forgive anybody. I could never forgive anybody or forbear anybody. I would really examine myself and wonder if I am a child of God. Right. I would. Yeah. I'd examine myself. But it's going to take dedication. We're going to have to let our actions Speak louder than our words. All of us. Let's just start giving till it hurts. In the church house and out the church house. Let's start rejoicing when we're reproached. Let our actions speak louder than our words. Yes. And let's really get our comfort right. from the Spirit of God and the Scriptures the of God. Yes. And you know why some of you, and I hate to say this, because I love you, my church. You know why some of you are not excited about him coming back? You know you're saved. You know your name's written down in heaven. But if he was to come back right now, and you had to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, you're going to be one of those in 1 John 2, 28. That's going to go like this. Some of us are doing this. I think this, this this strong conviction right here. Some of us in this church are doing this. But some of you, and I hate to say it, some of you are doing this. Some of you is doing this. I feel that. But some of you, oh, I know I'm saved, but I'm ashamed. A little bit of what I've done for him in light of what he's done for me. And even after I've been saved, I've not taken that, I've not taken that direction. I've not dedicated myself. I'm entangled with the affairs of this life. I'm ashamed. But that brings me to the last point, Brother Tim. No, I'm gonna hit the other points. If we sin which is debauchery. I'm going to jump ahead of that and close with this. But we get caught up in that debauchery, that sinful pleasure, and we yield. Thank God we've got a defender. Amen. I'm telling you tonight, you've got a defender that's sitting at the right hand of his Father. And he ever liveth to make intercession for you. He lives. Think about this tonight, saint of God. He lives just to intercede for you and he will allow nobody to lay charge to his elect. Right. <laughs> 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 
Hallelujah. Hey, when the accuser of the brethren comes, Brother Tim, he don't allow nobody to lay charge, Brother Shepherd, to his elect. He's our defender. He's, he's our fortress. He sure is. He's our high tower. And so I'm, the Holy Ghost is bidding you and I'm bidding you just come tonight and say, Lord, I want to be solid. It's time for me to really take that direction. It's time for me to perk up and not only listen to the word of God, but to do what the word of God says. God, I can't change what I've done in the past. But if you'll allow me to live tomorrow, forgive me tonight and I'll live all day, all day for you. If you allow me to live one more day, that day will be dedicated and consecrated unto you and you alone. I've lived this day unto him. And if he gives me one more day, Sister Geneva, I'm not perfect in the flesh, but I'm gonna get up tomorrow by the grace of God if he allows me to awake, Brother Tim, and I'm going to take that direction. I'm going to dedicate myself. I'm not going to get caught up in debauchery. Because I've got a defender that tells me if I'll just confess my sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us stand. Did my best. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs>